0: Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals.
1: Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Hey, welcome back to the Rise Up For You podcast. Before we jump in, if you haven't already, wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching it, if you're watching it on YouTube, give us a subscribe, give us a like, we have no advertisement or sponsorship on this show. All we ask is that you subscribe to our content, you like it, and you share it with your friends and your family. We're all about building community and sharing our content here at Rise Up For You. All right, are you ready? Let's jump into today's episode with yet again, another amazing guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Rise of You podcast. This is your host, Netta Lena Nasruddin. So honored to be here with you today, bringing another amazing guest here with us. Jade, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise of Free podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I've been excited since we first talked about this, so it's going to be a great session.
1: Yes. And I am also super excited because my friend Jade here is all things workplace culture and leadership. And you know that at Rise Up For You, that is our superpower. We love talking about this conversation. So before we jump in, Jade, because we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, brag a little bit to our audience.
0: Oh, goodness, the brag book. Well, I am your real Cinderella story from Trailer and Trauma to Triumph. I have Managed to come from nothing and make an amazing life myself. I am often found traveling the world. You can probably hear the accent is Australian. Yeah. I ha- accidentally moved to the US of A just recently. And my p- passion has been since for, probably for the last two decades, there's just been this saying in my head of like, my purpose is to be the world's largest enabler of humans that, that are happy at work. Now, What does that mean? Like it seems so big, right? And where that started for me was in a career in recruitment. So I was really lucky to have 13 years in headhunting and recruitment, which which allowed me to get inside and outside of all different types of industries and a real grounding and understanding of different business models and business structures and what really works in a culture, what really works in leadership. And you know, take that and then combine it. Here comes the brags. Ready? And work with some of the, the world's best companies when it comes to personal development and business coaching. So, I have been lucky to work with the likes of Mind Valley and speak on their stages and really dive into the human consciousness and who we are at a human level and how our past and our limiting beliefs and Our lens of the world actually affects how we show up and then work with the best of the best with Genius U and Entrepreneurs Institute and Roger James Hamilton from a business perspective and go, how can we marry up what we know about business and using Carl Jung's psychology and profiling with what we know about human consciousness and be able to take that to the masses? So, yeah, I've been really blessed to be able to travel the world and work with some of the absolute superstars.
1: I love that so just out of curiosity because we get to do some great work globally as well but i'm curious do you see the same patterns around the world or are you seeing that like no in this region of the world it's this or would you say it like all the people problems are pretty cohesive
0: <laughs> everyone likes to think they're special yeah <laughs> Uh, honestly, the the people problems are pretty much the same. Sometimes we can see a little bit of a lag just due to market shifts in terms of, you know, supply and demand of recruitment needs or things like that. But in general, it's within like a six-month period and people are people and the problems are pretty much the same.
1: Yeah. What would you say are some of the top challenges that you see within the workplace? And uh, this is an interesting question I'm going to ask you too. Do you feel that the majority of it comes from the top down or would you say your philosophy is it's um, equal contribution, right? Organizational contribution and then individual contribution that makes it all work.
0: So I would say definitely to make it all work, it is an equal contribution needed. But the problem that I see is top down. So I think you and I might have jammed about the uh, Ben Horowitz's book, what you do is who you are. Yeah. And the problem is we allow, say, marketing departments or VCs or other people to influence what our purpose, like our vision, mission values are and they're they're like BS words on a wall and we go out and we try and hire around them, but no one is actually modelling them. So the new team members come on board day dot and what they've heard but what they see, there's a massive disconnect. And so someone who might have been a superstar starts losing trust straight away and they start dropping their performance down or we i say culture is caught not taught and our culture doesn't rise to our highest common denominator in terms of or all the words that we put on a wall it sinks to the behavior that's being modeled on a day-to-day basis from the people around us so yeah. what we permit we promote right so if we've got a toxic culture or we've got a culture of underperformance or you know not being super professional and your person comes in that was gun ho and they interviewed great, and that's the first experience they get, and that's the next experience the next day, then they're going to sink down. And chances are you'll leave them or worse, you'll keep them and they'll, they'll keep spiraling and that keeps projecting. So yeah, it's totally. got to be top first and then together.
1: So what I'm hearing you say, which is we find uh, challenging within various organizations that we're actively working on with them, is accountability. It's accountability that whatever you're putting on the poster or the values or the mission or the leadership principles and how you want to show up, that you're also taking accountability to make sure that it's happening consistently in the organization, that the leaders are modeling it. So let's talk about accountability because that's tough. Like, Ooh. What are some ways organizations can stay accountable to their behaviors, their benchmarks, their OKRs or KPIs, whatever it is that they have around their people specifically.
0: Yeah. So I think this is when you find that your culture is out of whack and your leaders aren't modeling it, you need to stop and don't just continue with the with the vision, mission values that you've been running with if it's not alignment with how those people show up and be willing to relook at it and re-scope it or redesign what those words mean and be able to talk about what those actions are. And then you've got to get your leaders on board. And so the first part of accountability is going, okay, can you live this? Can you show up like this? Can you model it every day? And let's introduce a feedback model where we're where we're calling each other out in a in a positive way, like in in a kind way. So you've got to create the the model of constant feedback and and yeah. teach how to receive and 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 give feedback. And do that at the leadership level and say, okay, for the next month, we're going to pick one value that, you know, maybe you're not so strong on right now. And that's, we're going to work on it. And I'm going to give you feedback on it in real time, in real life. And so the accountability comes from learning a feedback model, I believe.
1: I like the feedback model a lot. And I know sometimes both individuals and organizations can stay away from it, you know, like Maybe it's scary to get feedback or they don't want to really see the data from the organization. But I do think I totally agree with you that feedback is going to be incredibly critical when it comes to gaining and and creating that culture of accountability where people know that like, okay, um, if I'm being asked to do something or if I'm being asked to show up in a certain way, there's actually going to be a process to make sure I'm doing that versus me kind of being able to get away with whatever I want.
0: Yeah, so one of the key things I start with a lot of our leaders is self-feedback, so self-accountability, yeah. because we're starting to get used to looking at the real data points, being able to do the reflection so it's it's less abrupt when somebody else gives it to us, and we're already kind of aware, like it doesn't blindside us, because if you've actually sat down and gone, oh, I, wow, the way I showed up in that meeting probably wasn't in a line to our values and I already have that I already know that maybe I can address that with my team when I come in and go you know what this is where I fell down this is where I need support can someone help me on this because then we put ourselves in the position of power as well to continue to level up if we're not willing to gain feedback we're just honestly we're <laughs> we're blind to what's actually going to make the difference and we're just we're shooting in the dark
1: yeah and i think that also when an organization is going through these processes and maybe they're shifting a little bit it's naturally going to weed out the individuals that are just not ready to be accountable or be a part of that culture. you know. And I'm sure you've seen it too. It's like an organization or a leader wants to grow. They've decided that, you know what, we're going to be accountable. We're going to put our best foot forward. We're going to do our best to create a culture. And then you might have individual contributors that are saying, I don't want to do that. I just want to do my job and leave me alone and just let me do my own thing. It kind of weeds them out. And I would say vice versa. Like you were saying earlier, you could have an individual come in that's like ready for accountability and they're ready for this great culture and maybe it's not really happening. And then they weed themselves out by personal choice too, right? Because they realize it's not a fit.
0: Well, what people don't realize is the the time you're most likely to lose a good employee is from the minute you offer them to 90 days past start date. Yeah. Because it's the words got out in the market. They've already made the hardest decision they needed to make to to leave wherever they were. They've left safety. And if you haven't convinced them that they've made the right choice, they're right for the picking. So if they come in and there's like everything's out of integrity and any recruiter worth their salt has been keeping an eye on them on LinkedIn because they're a good candidate, they know to go tap them on the shoulder. How are things working out? Is it everything they sold you? Oh, no, it's not let me introduce you to this because they don't have buy-in yet. And, and if they feel like you've lied to them, not given them the whole truth and it's not what you've sold, they don't they don't have loyalty to you yet. So mm-hmm. they, there's a good chance they'll bounce.
1: Totally. What would you say is, you know, when you're working with organizations and you're jumping in, you know, and, and obviously we have a lot of entrepreneurs, executives, pe- people that are in HR and leaders that are listening. What would you say is the first step?
0: Yeah. So the, the very first step, is you've you've got to get your leadership team living in actions, behaviors, and routines every single day in alignment to whatever words that you've put in that in your value statement. And, and if they if they're not, change either change it to suit. Like we've had people say honesty and integrity, but you've got sales teams that sandbag deals or whatever. Okay, just remove that one, create a better one. <laughs> Go, we always act in the best interest of. Instead, like find the right language that allows you to live in integrity. The The next thing I would do is pick culture champions to buddy up with your new starters. So pick the people that actually live those values and that that set the benchmark because first impressions count because what you permit, you promote. So you, if they're out and they're just observing water cooler scuttlebutt and carrying on and people not hitting targets and complaining and cranky managers and that's their first impression you you don't get to undo the first impression yeah. so really think about how how do you introduce them who can you specifically go hey, I want you to spend time with this person because they are in alignment to the culture that they can see the the values being modeled in action yeah um, and and create a plan from offer to, to 90 days of how you're going to seed your culture because you know tasks and tools and, and skills can come. And that becomes natural in terms of how you onboard someone, but it's about thinking first, right, what is the proactive approach to embedding our culture and our behavior from, from offer to pass it? Because most people are saying they've chosen for that, so give them
1: it. Yeah, and I love that you start with the leaders because they do need the modeling. You know, it's it's not, um, I, I don't think it's conducive, and we've seen this with organizations where they say, you know, let's start with our entry level, not with the leaders. And now all of a sudden you have all these entry level individuals and team members that have like great leadership and emotional intelligence, but they're not seeing it modeled. So they're like, forget this, I'm going somewhere else. And it's like, it it completely defeats the purpose.
0: 100%. Um, Yeah,
1: totally. Go ahead. I know you had an idea about that.
0: Yeah, it's just, they, I've seen, I've seen that time and time again as well. They're like, oh, low hanging fruit will help the masses because there's more of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're gonna send them. You're gonna send them looking elsewhere because because they're not gonna feel like you're in integrity. And the minute that they're showing up, and they're showing up at a level that's above what their leaders are you've, you've lost trust. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> yeah. This has been awesome, Jade. Thank you so much for joining us. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and ask us a couple of rapid fire questions. So first is if you were to leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget here at rise up for you. What would that golden nugget be? Oh, for you?
0: I have just got goosebumps all over me and I, and I tend to sometimes cry at this part. Uh, so, I believe the fate of humanity rests on the shoulders of emerging businesses. And it's up to business leaders to shape the the way that we want to see this world. We can't rely on governments. We can't rely on education. We can't rely on the things outside of us to give the life skills and to raise the vibration of humanity. It's our responsibility to the people that help make us money. Like these people show up every day with the most valuable resource they have in their life that they can never get back, which is time. You owe it to them to help them to live a better life, to have better mental health, and to better, to have better financial wealth. So, yeah,
1: I, I love that. I I, that. I put
0: the responsibility back onto business leaders to step up.
1: I love that. And as you know here at Rise It For You, we are really, really huge on values and integrating the values. As you mentioned, what what's one value that you have that's an absolute non negotiable?
0: Mine is be the ripple. And so my company name, Vare, means in uh, Norwegian, to be, and in Finnish, ripple. So it literally means to be the ripple. And that's to be the ripple effect we want to see for in the workplace and the world. And so if you know better, do better. To really think about each of your actions, how does that impact the people and the planet? And what are you doing with your words, your actions, behaviors? What are you walking past and not saying something about? Like, it's up to every single person if you can just touch one person and be that ripple. It just touches again. So it's it's to lead with intention.
1: And final question. I got one more for you. But before I ask, tell us where we can find you, Jade, if we can connect with you on LinkedIn and then we'll put it in the show notes as well.
0: Awesome. All of my social media is the same handle. So it's at Jade Green AU. The AU is for Australia.
1: (laughs) Awesome. And final question to you. As you know, the company is Rise Up For You, what comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase, rise up for you?
0: Yeah, so it feels like the same thing as the the be the ripple, right? It's that if you see me, you literally see me sit up, you see me step up. So rise up for you for me is like, okay, how do you sit into your authentic self? How do you stand into your power and do that for a way that's going to rise others up with them? Be that change that you want to see. Don't shrink. Don't don't talk about it. Actually, do it.
1: I love that, Jade. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome to have you on our show. Thank you for sharing.
0: No worries. I've, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you. you.
1: Thank you, everyone, for joining us again on the Rise Up for You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina Nasrudeen. We are super honored to be here with you and also grateful for our guests. Every single week, we're bringing executives, entrepreneurs, change makers from around the world that believe in you. They believe in your human potential. They believe in organizational potential and it's all about working and growing together. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you, Jade. Thank you. Imagine a life where you can have it all, a booming career, fantastic love life, great health and success, and overall achievement and happiness. Imagine pushing your potential to your absolute best and every day living a life that you are proud of. Well, if this sounds like something that you're yearning for, then the Rise of You Growth membership is perfect for you. My team and I believe in supporting you and helping you get to the next level because we know that you can do and have what it takes to be your best. When you join our membership, you get access to live trainings every single month with myself and our team, you get free coaching, you get a number of on-demand resources to help level up your success that you can use in the comfort of your own home, and you get access to our global membership around the world full of like-minded professionals that are looking to be their best. Your time is now to push your potential and live the life that you wanna live. So if you're ready to take the next step in your life and in your career, join the Rise Up For you Growth membership. Click below and we'll see you there.